Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome back to Homeschool Central and this is Homeschool Together. This is Ariel and Matthew and we are starting a whole month series. This is self-care month. Yeah, parent self-care. This is parent self-care. I know we talk Mm -hmm. a lot about homeschooling with our kids and curriculums and all this stuff and we tend to be very kind of homeschool kids focused and that's understandable. I mean, it's our mission. It's our mission. But this month we are going to spend basically... Um, Every Monday and Thursday episode for the entire month, we're going to be talking about various topics that we feel might pertain to a lot of you out there. Um, And especially since we do with a lot of early learners and we tend to be, you know, stuck in the house a lot. We know the pandemic just passed. We are going to start off with something that Ariel and I have been working on for the, (laughs) the better part of the last 12 to 14 months and if you follow us on youtube you may have noticed a change from our first videos to mm-hmm. our most recent videos um we're going to be talking a little bit about getting fit and, and what ariel and i have done and we know okay. there's a lot of parents out there who are you know homeschooling their home their spouses at work and you're coming home and you guys have you know really thought about like oh we want to change how we're you know we're doing we're doing you know how much activity we have let's change how we're eating let's get a little bit more fit mm-hmm. and we are here to um Ariel's going to be nice and get you motivated, and I'm going to kick you in the butt and get you moving. And, um, <laughs> well, I think the whole point of this month, th- this whole month, that you know, we're starting here with getting healthy, yeah. um, because that has been a really big focus for our last year. And you may have heard us talking about these. We've type talked of things about it a little bit. Yeah, but I, I think the the where this connects with homeschool is that homeschool really is a partnership between yeah. you and your child or your children, yeah. um, and we we focus so much on them and their needs, and we give so much of ourselves every day to um, not only the care of our children, just mm-hmm. as, as little humans that are our dependents, but then we as homeschool parents give so much more of our, uh, not just time, mm-hmm. but our mental space to our kids, right? We're planning their lessons and then we're executing those lessons and we're thinking ahead and we're thinking through challenges and then we're talking about it with our spouse. You know, when I get home from work, that's what we talk well, about. How did homeschool go today? Yeah. And, and It's, it's you not know, even like a short-term thing or a medium-term thing. Like we're... You know, oh, from our constant. standpoint, we're, we're thinking about, you know, colleges and, and like, how are we going to get them into college? Right. There's, there's so much more. It's not, it's not just, oh, you know, if they went yeah. to school, we would drop them off at school. We'd pick them up. And so that time is different. It's, it's that we are thinking about them and their education and mm-hmm. developing their skills and, and their well-being and all this stuff all the time. And, and I think as homeschool parents, we take on so much more. It is definitely the harder path. It would be way easier to drop your kids at school um, yeah. for, for us. Obviously, there's, you know, fights about homework and different things. That has its own set of challenges. But we give a lot of ourselves mm-hmm. to 
this journey to this homeschool journey with our kids. We thought it would be really fun um, here uh, as spring is underway to really talk about... As spring has sprung. As spring has sprung, uh, to talk about ourselves a little bit yeah. and, and how we can find time for ourselves mm-hmm. in the midst of having so much to do for our kids and wanting yeah. to give them. We want to give them everything. And sometimes we give them so much that we don't have a lot left for ourselves. I absolutely agree with you because you're, you're, you're right. You could probably be sitting there thinking at home going, my gosh, I run around with my head cut off all week and the weekends are crazy as well. Mm-hmm. And how in, you know, I, I want to, you know, get a little bit healthier. I want to get a little bit fitter. This is something I've always wanted. Or I have how, personal goals I how, want to get d- how, how done. Do I, or... Yeah. How do I, I, I couldn't do this you know, I struggled even trying to do this. You know, we'll talk a little bit about this before we had kids, and now you have kids. It's like, well, right. Oh, you're trying to make when time are you for be able to do that. When are you going to? Your kids have all your yeah. priority. You're trying to make time for your spouse, yep. for your friends, for yeah. your family, yeah. your your you know your parents and grandparents and extended family, and then you've got to make time for yourself too. So. That's what this month is about. Uh, we thought we would start here. As Matt said, if you watched us on YouTube, you you would see that us wasting away slowly. There's been a really dramatic shift for us, yeah. um, and and so a lot of people ask us what we did. But and we, but first we need to say a disclaimer. Right. Yes. Yeah. We want to go talk, through it, but talk, talk to your doctor. Do all those things. Right. We're just going to share with you today. What people we did. people ask us what we did, and we answered this question all the time. We thought it would be yeah. good to do a podcast on it because there's been. I think we've lost like a combined 190 pounds. We, we've so, lost, we've, yeah, we've lost two X our children. Right. It's <laughs> a lost, lot. We've lost four kids. <laughs> but this is, this is just our experience yeah. and you need to make sure that you do what's right for you. So definitely, exactly. you know, consult with your doctor before you take on any kind of a exercise or, you know, food plan or anything. Um, but we did want to share with you what we did uh, because it was really dramatic and both, both of us have been yeah. overweight for most of our lives. Yeah. It's something that we have struggled with forever, and we're 40 this year. And so we've it's, it's something we've dealt with for a long, long time, and we've never felt like we found the key to unlocking mm-hmm. how to change that and yeah. how to get control of that. And things have really changed for us um, in about, I'd say it's it's been about um, 16 months or so. For you. Yeah, and it's been a bit longer for you. So bit, yeah, but but like we'll talk a little bit about the nuance there because I think really the transformation for the most part has been in the last year or so, and you can see that from the videos at the beginning. Um, but I think before we start any of this, I think you know my standpoint is that the reason why we were successful, and we've said this a few times with talking to each other, is that we were both on the same team, and yeah. we were both motivating each other. And we were both pushing each other and it was a team effort. We kept each other accountable. Right. It doesn't mean like it has to be your spouse. It could be your like a sister or a brother or a best friend or something like that or another homeschool mom that you're, you're, you, you spend a yeah. lot of time with. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody, but having that accountability. Um, and we'll talk about a lot of the accountability tools that we used maybe in, the, in this episode a little bit and then also in the next one. I think having the accountability was the biggest thing. And it wasn't just the accountability to yourself. But it was accountability to each other, and I think that that was the biggest part. Yeah, I, I think that um, this really took a, a commitment yeah. from us both. Uh, and for the first time, you know, it wasn't a diet Mm-mm. or a workout program. This yeah. was really a, a journey for us. Yep. It was a, a healthy journey. And we didn't, I didn't realize um, that it would be this easy with a few yeah. kind of 
you know, basic fixes to the way that we thought about things, our mindsets. Yeah. Um, I, I just didn't realize it was going to go this well. So, so let's give some background, Matt, give, give some background briefly about where you were prior to this last year and some of the kind of struggles that you've had. Yeah. So basically I've been kind of an athlete for most of my life, high school sports, um, even into my twenties, I played a lot of rec sports, um, in high school and college and, even when I was, you know, working corporate life, we were, we had some, you know, pickup basketball teams mm-hmm. and stuff. And so you've always been the guy that liked to work out. You I, always I, liked I, to work always out. Enjoyed, that was your yeah, thing. I've always been working out, uh, lifting weights and doing things like that. I tried to kind of become, I was trying to, I kind of teased the, the idea of being a power lifter. So I was doing the basically heavy lifts, the uh, bench press, uh, squat and deadlift and the combined weight total. I was trying to get into like the 1100, 1200 pound range. That was kind of where I was trying to work towards. Mm-hmm. So that I could maybe even start to compete locally in some amateur events and stuff like that. So like powerlifting was a really, really cool thing for me for a, a while. And, and then I kind of fell into a bunch of kind of a couple back injuries from that. Um, and about two really bad back injuries from from poor lifts. And back always, always really struggled with my, my lower back's always been an issue with me. I've had ankle issues as well from basketball from high school. And those kind of cascaded together as Mm -hmm. I got older. Um, And that that became a big problem for me and I kind of ballooned out. I think at the peak, um, because I'm six foot six, so I'm tall, um, but I carry a lot of muscle mass and I carry a lot of, I was carrying a lot of mass. So like, I think right right as the pandemic started, I tipped in at like 360. It was Mm -hmm. big. And that was the heaviest I think you've ever been. Yeah, it was the heaviest I've ever been. And then really what started, you know, moving forward from there, you know, I've done a lot of dieting, a lot of working out, but I've never really gone in the route that we went. Mm-hmm. Um, I, always, I know you've tried a lot of things. I've always tried a lot of different things and it never really, I always saw it worked. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like a, my, my body style is like kind of a low carb um, friendly. So I, I tend to shed a lot of pounds that way, but I never really felt like. Yeah. for that, There was a time when you went paleo. I did you did, for a while. You did yeah. really. It did well. I, you I, did well. I that was maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. I think, I think that was the lowest, like like kind of my, my local minimum. Um, if you think it was sort we of, we found like that a, really hard to sustain though, but as it was, a couple. It, it, well, it was hard to sustain cause I was, I, I was kind of on my own on that one. Yeah. And so I, I wasn't going to go for that. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't <laughs> flying that way. And so that was a little tough, but, um, and then once the kids came along, it was really, really challenging. So like, I, I really uh, empathize with a lot of the parents out there who are, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to get out there, trying to walk with their kids and try mm-hmm. to take them to the park, but they end up just standing around a lot. And, it's really hard to get that that activity with the little kids and so i'm I'm really really sympathetic to a lot of the moms and and a few of the dads out there so like i've you know i've been on i've been the stay-at-home dad for almost seven years now and so and i hit my peak you know three years ago and so Mm -hmm. even though i was home and i had all the spare time and i had you know even once once the second one came along and she was still napping a lot i i still was in the gym. I was trying to, to get healthy. You still worked out, but you, you were still quite yeah, happy. It, it was, it was struggle. It was, it was, it was an absolute struggle. So that's kind of where I've been. So let's talk a little bit about you, your background. Yes. Um, I, uh, hate, I hate to work out. I absolutely hate it. Yeah. Um, and I really love food. I love to cook <laughs> and I love to eat. That's, um, a, that's a great combo. Yeah. I, I hate working. I hate working out. I, hate working I out absolutely and I love de- eating. detest it. Uh, where, whereas you have always been into working out, like you like working out. That was something you enjoyed. I was like, ugh, why would someone do that for fun? It's quiet. I just, <laughs> I hated that. I've always hated it. Um, I was, you know, like, I don't know, a size 16 or something in high school, not yeah, like sure. super heavy, but 
you know, definitely had a lot of bullying because of weight throughout sure. junior high and high school. And then I got into college and right before we met, I slimmed down to, I think I was well, just at was about a size 10. I think, I think when we met or that we have that photo from the day we met or our first date, it was like what three or four days after we met, it was our first like real, real date where it took mm-hmm. you to Shrek and then a, a pasta, a pasta place. It was yeah, so Shrek two, Shrek two, two, super romantic. I was living across campus and yeah. had to walk to all my classes at college. Yeah. And so even though I still ate atrociously, I ended up slimming down quite a bit. Exactly. Like not trying to, and I had a, a raging anxiety disorder where I wouldn't eat. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that always that always helps. Right. So it was a really unhealthy. You were unhealthy because you were like working yeah. out, working. Through through your your yeah, issues. issues i was uh not eating with panic attacks and yeah. walking everywhere on campus so i got to about a size 10 but we, it was we were we were super healthy <laughs> yeah we were we were both in a really unhealthy physical place yeah. um and then at, once we got together we both started like slowly gaining yeah. um you know and i just i got out of college and i got my job and like a lot of people i just i started gaining well we said we sat at the desk for eight, eight right to 10 hours so a day. i was like yeah. 22 i had my job and i gained Basically every year by the time I was like 25, I think I was at like 175. And then by the time we we had our, when I got pregnant with my first daughter, I was 31 mm-hmm. and I was 212. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, four years later, we got pregnant with our, our, our three and a half ish years later, yep. got pregnant with our second daughter. And I was like 224 and I'm only 5'5 five five on yeah. a good day. Sometimes I'm like five, four and a half, but I like to say it's 5'5". <laughs> five five. Um, and then when Errol, I had, I'm six five and a half, so I always round up to six six. So don't worry, I'll give you the half inch. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, my love. So um, yeah, I was at like I was at like two twenty four with her, and when I was pregnant, I I got all the way up to like two fifty three, maybe something like that. When I was yeah. pregnant, um, I came off of the pregnancy and was at you know two thirty ish. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, at the at the uh, start of 2022, I was at 238. Is the yeah. heaviest I'd ever been. I was wearing size 18 pants, and they were kind of tight. Yeah. And uh, I was wearing a 1X in tops. So I had made this decision to like, I, I just felt like I was always going to be heavy. I had always been heavy, yeah. aside from my, you know, poor anxiety days in we college. Were starting to resign ourselves. To, like, I was. I like got rid like. of all my skinny clothes I had been saving for you know two decades, and yeah. I was like, no, I'm just. I'm going to accept myself and love myself. And I bought all these nice clothes for myself, yeah. um, which I'm not saying is a bad way to go. But yeah, so we we hit we hit a couple of turning points for each of us when. Yeah. So so my first turning point was 2020 start of the pandemic uh, kind of early on. Um, I I knew we were probably going to be sitting there for at least five or six months, maybe. And lo and behold, it took a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I said, well, you know, if we're going to be home, I'm going to get a little bit more time to potentially work out a little bit more. So I might as well take advantage of that. And I, we had had that Christmas photos and yeah, we had, we'd had our, our family photos in like September. Yeah. It was, actually they were, two, they were rough. Yeah. They were two sets of photos that were pretty rough. The first one was the 20, well, it'd be the 20, it'd be the 2019 Christmas photos mm-hmm. that so it started early 2020. And so that was that was kind of like my big turning point. So I started really changing things up then. Um, we'll go into details of kind of what we did, but that was kind of the big one. And then right, even though I made good progress over that year. You you basically just committed to working out more. Yeah. I, essentially. I, I basically said, okay, I'm going to go five days a week. And, and I right. did. And I did. And you know what? That actually helped. It, it I really, did nothing. Yeah. You did nothing. I, I, I just was home working during the pandemic. I made, I, it, I made a couple other little tweaks, but I was actually, I made some decent progress, but then 
I thought I was making good progress. It was one of those things where like, you don't even look at yourself in the mirror. So you don't, you don't realize you, you feel like you're making progress, but then when you look you and get your pictures taken again, like a, right. We got our pictures taken in fall of 2021. Yeah. And so was, you had been, been two years. Yeah. You had been working pretty solidly for almost two years. I felt pretty good. Like I, I had lost about 50 pounds over that period. So I was like, I think right at that period yeah. I was about. So that was like two years, 50 pounds, which was really great. Which, which is a great pace. And I had added 10 good. pounds yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. over the pandemic. Yeah. That's I think that's where mine was. And then going right out of coming out of that 2021, you know, Christmas photos going into 2022. So this would have been the the beginning of last year. Yeah. You had a turning point in your own. Right. So for me, I had snored really badly through the pregnancy. I don't sleep well. So yeah. And so um, once I got I got off the pregnancy, that was really great. Um, My snoring went away. Then in 2021, as my weight started to go back up, um, I had, you know, I had, I'd come off the pregnancy. I was, I was nursing, you know, and so I lost some of the weight. And then once I was no longer nursing, our daughter didn't nurse all that long. Yeah. Um, so in 2021, she stopped. I started gaining the weight back. Yeah. And uh, probably Q3 or something, 2021, I started snoring again. Yeah. And you were like, this is driving me crazy. I can't sleep in this bed anymore. <laughs> like, it's just, it was it was kind of awful. I had like industrial earplugs for you. It was really bad. Um, and so we were trying different like sleep positions and different stuff. And I said, in 2022, when it hit the new year, it was like part of my new year's resolution. Well, I was it, like, it was like the year of us. Like, like we 2022, actually, the year of you is what I, we said. Yeah, I, I got my LASIK done. I got some physical therapy because I had a little bit of, of a back. Your back your, so we were going to do it all. We went and got you LASIK. We did the physical therapy. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go into the doctor and see if I have like a deviated septum or something yeah, because we'll get, we'll get it taken care of right i need to get this taken care of so i went into the doctor and they were like uh, they did this home sleep study which was a horrible night of sleep and i came back and they were like oh yeah you have obstructive sleep apnea and uh, they showed me a variety of darth vader masks that i would have to wear the for CPAPs, CPAPs. cpaps yes. for the rest of my life um and i was like oh my gosh i'm kind of claustrophobic and i was like i don't think i could do this and they're like well your, you know, your oxygen levels are dipping and you're stopping breathing, yeah. you know, many times per hour and all this stuff. So um, it was something I was going to have to do. But they said uh, it was about, about about a four month, about and a four month delay to get a right, CPAP. This was right in the middle of the, like, the supply the, chain the supply chain shortage, which right. you were dealing with it with your own company, which was kind of funny. Right. And so they were like, oh, you need this. And I said, is there any anything else I can do? They go, oh, no, you have to have this. Yeah. Um, but sorry, you can't get it for four months. I'm like, well, am I am I going to like die in the next four months while i'm waiting for this well, they're like we, oh we took, we took your numbers to my dad my you should a be okay and he he, he yeah your dad's a doctor and and, and he was yeah. like oh they, well, these aren't terrible he was like yeah you're, you're gonna be okay but um he said i think that if you might lose a little bit of weight you probably the the folds in there are probably getting are, are heavy because of how yeah. heavy you are and so when you relax and you hit that deep sleep or the rims and, and, and it's actually it's closing closing, yeah. closing my airway um and that's why i'm stopping breathing and so he said you know if you even lost like 10 pounds, that would probably take care of it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to lose 10 pounds because I can't handle a Darth Vader mask. And I have four months to do it. If I can't yeah. do it in four months, I'm going to have to get this thing when it finally arrives. Yeah. So that and, was kind of we my were, thing. We were going to be 40 coming up. And we were going to be 40. We we're starting to think about longevity and you know life experiences and, well, and we're starting chronic to see, illnesses. We're starting and, to see our yeah. parents, right? Yes. Like my parents, they don't even tie their shoes. They're in their early 60s. They don't <laughs> tie their shoes. They just slip them on because they cannot bend over and tie their own shoes, yeah. right? Yeah. And we were starting to realize this. And, you know, as you're getting your physical therapy on your back and I'm having this sleep apnea uh, consultation with a doctor, we're kind of like, I feel like we're unraveling. Darn it. You know, <laughs> at some point, 
the decisions that you've made, they kind of catch up with you when you get to be a certain age. And we really had this realization that, gosh, you know, we're going to, you were going to be 40 at the end of last year. I'm going to be 40 this year. Man, I, I really think that we have to make a change. Yeah. And so this, these were the big turning points and, for us and, and, and the and commitment the, that we made. All these things are happening while we're homeschooling, right? And so like, again, this is the centerpiece of, you know, our lives is being impacted by, you know, how, how much sleep I'm getting and how, you know, right. health issues here. And we don't want that to affect the children. And yeah. So, I wasn't getting enough oxygen at night. So yeah, I'm yeah. tired and with the planning and all the other things we had to do. So, so out flows from this, we, we developed some goals and what were these initial goals? Right. So, so just the overall lose. My initial goal was yeah. I, ha- I wanted to stop the snoring. Exactly. And I wanted to understand, um, when the oxygen levels were better and so my my company had a program where you were going to get a Fitbit digital smart scale and you were going to mm-hmm. get a Fitbit if you did this like weight loss program with them for like four weeks. And, it, and there were like some, there was a consultant thing as well. Yeah, right? you had to like read some literature and then if you weighed in consistently, you would get the Fitbit. Yeah. And I really wanted the Fitbit because... Um, I actually ended up upgrading the Fitbit. I have a Charge 5. And the reason that I have that is it because it has nightly oxygen. It had the oxygen sensor. And right. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see if I could lose a little bit of weight, was I going to see my oxygen numbers go up? And yeah. I wanted to, e- even if you weren't hearing me snore anymore, am I still having obstructive sleep apnea occur? That was kind of, yeah. so my initial goal was very simple. Stop, you know, keep breathing at night. Yeah. Stop snoring, keep breathing. Well, and, and, and the thing was, I was just, continuing with what i was doing right and you at this and so point, you were coming along kind of with me well yeah at this point you were like i'm just keeping on keeping on i'm doing my workouts I'm making good progress you're Maybe like just keep going you, you had hit you'd hit a, some plateaus i had you, hit a plateau you yeah. weren't you weren't making gains like you wanted to be but you were like you were just keeping on and i'm like look i gotta do this thing i'm committed to this thing yeah so how did we approach this you know how was what was the approach of getting healthy what what was the what they told you at the beginning so yeah because because this is the this is the key, I think, is is because you went on this this one path, and I was already going on a path. Right. And this is the key thing: is that you went on a path, and things started happening. It was so successful that that you jumped I, to the track. I jumped tracks and came with and me. Came with you, yeah. So the key to this for me is, I've done a lot of dieting. Mm-hmm. My mom was always overweight, and so I have been on a diet since I was like a teenager because she'd put our family on the diets. We did Atkins. We've done the we've done different varieties of low carb. You and I did paleo for a while. I've done Weight Watchers. Um, I've done calorie counting with my fitness pal. I I, I have done a lot of things. Um, I've I've done diets before, and I was like, I just need to lose a little bit. And I don't want to say it's a diet because mentally for me, that's like a deal breaker. Yeah. Like diet and I'm already, it's all so negative. Yeah. I was like, look, I'm on a journey that I'm going to get myself healthy. I'm going to stop my sleep apnea. That was my first thing. Yeah. And I think that that mental, um, that a, mental had, shift you, is you really a, important. You had a tangible goal, which was stop the apnea. Right. And do whatever that took to stop the apnea. It wasn't like a dieting thing like oh i'm gonna eat these type of things or these type of things it was just like i that's my goal i need to eliminate this thing right yeah so so it's not a diet and it's also not a not an exercise program it's not a workout plan because i have done those before i've taken classes we've had gym memberships the ymca doing the circuit class yeah i i did curves back in the day remember curves ladies yes i did curves back in the day Um, the lifetime membership thing (laughs) yeah it was anyways I, I've tried a lot of things that I was like, I, I can't, it, this is a different mindset because yeah. those bring up a lot of negative feelings. They feel temporary. And I want to say, look, I'm on a healthy journey 
And I didn't know how much I was going to lose because I've never really been able to lose very much. But whatever I was able to do, it was going to be a journey. I just, I couldn't walk into this with all of that negativity Mm -hmm. and all of that baggage coming with me because I just, I've been struggling with this my entire life. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't bring the baggage with me. Mm -hmm. That's not what this was about. Yeah, exactly. My other thing was I really wanted to create something that was sustainable. I did not want to crash diet. I didn't want to... um, go and get a physical trainer at the gym and then put in all this stuff and it be something that, you know, was taking me away from the family. Or and you something. couldn't afford long-term or anything. Yeah, like I didn't that. want to do anything like that because I didn't want the apnea to come back. If I was able to successfully get rid of it, I wanted to get rid of it for good. So, And you wanted to focus on if there was any working out, it would be home-based. Right. I so wanted it to be something it would like. walk out the garage door yep. and go do something and come back in. So Yeah, be within our lifestyle. Because I, I was doing the, the YMCA for a little while there, but it was tough because I had to get up early, drive to the YMCA, do your workout, change, drive all the way for back. For me, that's not sustainable. So, no. I, yeah. The other thing is I didn't want to use any kind of like, I didn't want to use a fad diet and mm. I didn't want to use any like program for foods or supplements or whatever because yeah, that right. goes against the sustainability thing. Yeah. If I did shakes from a certain thing, I, I didn't want to do any of you that. You don't want to drink Soylent like our friend for the rest of his life? Yeah, I, I just didn't want to do anything like that because I know that we're not going to keep paying for whatever it is. Yeah. And that to me says I was just going to go back to that weight again. I wanted to keep the weight off. But then also you wanted something that was because you had this goal, but you were also, you know, an engineer, your project planner, you wanted things to be data driven. Right. I, I do really like things to be data driven. Yeah, and because, no unknowns. Right. I, because I had the, was going to get the Fitbit. I was like, okay, I'm going to weigh in and I'm going to have the Fitbit and I'm going to track all this on my phone and I'm going to have, have a really good understanding because I don't want this to happen again. No. And I was really kind of worried too because my my numbers had come back from the doctor as well. I had blood work done, and they were not great. Yeah, they were not great on a whole lot of you know triglycerides, cholesterol. But you, but you had that intermediate goal, which was stop the apnea. And right, that was my first thing. Like, you, and I remember you telling me like, when was I not snoring? I was like, oh well, maybe like September or something like that. So and I was like, trying to think back about 20, like 20 pounds, maybe. Yeah, like pounds. how much was that? How and much you, weight you're was like, it? Yeah, I could do this. Twenty pounds, not a big deal. I, I, I was down. really committed because I was really afraid of the Darth Vader mask. So. So how, how we did this, the first thing that I did once I got the Fitbit is I knew that step counting was going to be a thing. Yeah. And even in, before I got the Fitbit, I actually turned on the step counting on my phone. Yeah. And so I carried my phone with me everywhere. And you paired it with the Fitbit app. Right. At that time until the until your Fitbit came. Right. Out. So the Fitbit app is free and you can just pair your phone and say, oh, you're going to track it, track movement with the phone. And you can just carry your phone around in your pocket and you can get steps. My mom actually does her steps that way um, because she doesn't like to wear the Fitbit tracker. So uh, that's free. I started that mm-hmm. and I went, holy cow. I barely move every day. Oh, yeah. I, a whole day would go by. I'd have like 1,500 steps. So, <laughs> Like just to put that in perspective, 2,000, because, you know, our whole lives are now revolving around steps. 2,000 steps is a mile, essentially. Right. It's, so you were, so for you were an walking an entire and day. 24-hour period, you would walk less than a mile. Yeah, like 1,500 and, steps. And, and, and to put that in perspective, if you're walking at a moderate pace, you could do a mile in 20 minutes. So right. less than 20 minutes of walking a day. Yeah, for the entire day. So the first thing that I did was... And that's just around like, because we were at home in the pandemic. This isn't even like hard walking. This would be just like getting up, moving around. Right. Yeah. Like I couldn't even believe that even getting up and doing the laundry, I had not walked more than 1500 steps in a day. Exactly. Um. Yeah. And I was at home during that time still. I had not gone back to work quite yet. I was still a couple months from going back to work. Yeah. So the first thing I did was I looked up 
Like how many steps should I get a day? And it's interesting. You always hear this like 10,000 steps a day. And I read an article and, and I, I'm not sure if we could find it. If we can, we'll link it. But um, I read an article that said that 10,000 steps in a day was like a a marketing campaign by a Japanese company in like the 80s or 90s because it it sounded good, right? It was a nice round number. I sold pedometers, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Um, but it, it was really good. It, it like, it was a nice round number. It made everybody think 10,000 a day, but that they actually saw a really significant decrease in, uh, cardiovascular disease and uh, high cholesterol yeah. and all, and diabetes and all these factors. A reduction of, was it, um, um, morbidity factors or there's right. some, some bunch of morbidity factors. mortality factors we're all yeah. yeah we're all decreased by getting at least seven thousand steps a day which is about three and a half miles right and so i was like okay that's gonna be my goal then i'm gonna put seven thousand a day as my goal um and that has been my goal since and the end first, of january 2022 first, to like, now yeah the first like week or two it was tough to get up to that you had to really like get yourself moving seven thousand is not easy yeah, it's not hard either. Once, once, but it is intentional. Yeah, once you once you make the habit and you and you do the intentionality and all that stuff and you you put a few tools and practices in place, the seven thousand becomes very easy to get. Like, like I think I've been on ten thousand for. The I, last I would never say it's very easy. I would say it is not hard, but not, it, you must be you intentional to, you must about be it. Intentional, you yes. can't just live your life through your day. At yeah. least I can't. And just magically, you get seven thousand. You got yes. You have to be intentional. About There's it. there. Like, you have to be. I don't think I could. I, I think I might be able to get that because I'm with the kids and walking around a lot mm. with seven thousand. Mm, Ten thousand for me because that's typically my my daily goal. Yeah, you're a little higher than a little me. higher than that. I have to be intentional there. I have to go for a little bit of walk. I have to move around. I have to. Pace I, yeah, I have bit. to be intentional for seven. Yeah. I, I can't uh, just let my day go by. So, so th- that's the step. That was my first part. I was like, okay, I want to get a minimum level of daily activity because as I've said before, I hate to work out. I did not want to say that working out had to be a part of like every day or even, you know, I, I did look up and they said, um, and in my program, they said three times a week that you should get your heart rate up. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we have an elliptical. We went ahead and bought a treadmill. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in maybe a later episode. Yeah, we'll month. talk about the we'll talk about the equipment that we have just in, you know in case you're interested because we were really happy with the equipment we have and we yeah. bought good equipment and we're happy that we did. We bought the treadmill and we have the elliptical and I'm like, okay, I could do something three times a week. And, and I've already got all my home garage stuff, so I have all my weights. Right, and stuff you have like all that, your stuff that I had already been using my kettlebells. And, and all I was that like, things. look, I'll just do thirty minutes. I'll just do thirty minutes three times a week because that was the minimum. They said thirty minutes three times a week. You should get your heart rate up. And I'm like, okay. I'll do something there. We had, yeah. we put a TV out there so I could watch my trashy shows while, you know, <clears throat> no one can see me. You can rewatch Bridgerton five times. For the times. eighth time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyways, um, I was like, okay, I can do those things. And then they were like, all right, well, you got to log your food. And I'm like, well, oh, shucks. There, there it is. I, I, you know, I have logged my food before. I've yeah. done Weight Watchers. I've done my fitness pal. I've calorie counted. I'll never forget. And, and you were just sitting there. Every time we were eating, you're sitting there on the phone and you're putting all the info in and you're right. doing it. And I'm like, I am never going to do that. Right. You're like, that is the most unsustainable thing. And I said, I even said right then, I was like, I was, I, I was a bad husband. I should have been supporting you a lot, little better. I was like, that seems crazy. Why? Like, I, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this long term, but this is what they're saying to do. And I wanted to give it a real fair shake, right? So yeah. I used the Fitbit app to put in my calories. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about the details next week. Right. We're yeah. going to talk all about all about food stuff next week. But 
you know, suffice it to say the Fitbit app will calculate a deficit for you. So you can say like, how aggressive is my goal to lose? You want to do, you know, very mild. So maybe that's a 250 calorie deficit a day. Do you want to be 500, you know, more aggressive, 500. I I set it at 500. If you want to be more aggressive than that, you could do 750, which is what yours is set at. And so it calculates for you through the day. And one of the things that I really appreciate about it is that it as you as you move more as your heart rate gets up but you either do a workout or you get more steps or whatever then your calorie number goes up too mm-hmm. and you can really see you're logging your food and you can see you can see that interplay between my exercise and my food well, and they also calculate what your daily needs are so like for example exactly. if you're just and we'll talk about more about this later but they give you your base number and then by the end of the day you have done some activity mm-hmm. whether it's just walking getting your seven thousand steps or whatever and you've earned a few extra calories but the thing that i think was surprising to both me and you was we needed to consume way less than we thought we needed and we were consuming way more than we thought we were. Right. And that's the thing that I think was the shocking moment for 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 you. And then for, at the beginning, you were like, wow. And you're doing really, really well. And then all of a sudden, we're, I was like, wow, that's really good. And I, so I started tracking my own just in the app. And I'm like, wow, I am eating a lot more calories than I think I need to. Well, we had a, we had a big moment. Yeah. I think I had lost about 20 pounds. You, because You lost those first like. And, and I lost a, like 20 pounds in like a month and a half. But that's almost true for everybody who starts you, a You a lose a lot of water weight. Water and, weight and everything. And I did lose quite a bit but, right away. But what happened was within the first like two months, the apnea went away. Or oh, the, the snoring went away. Yeah. Within, within the, fir- the first 15 pounds, I stopped snoring. Yes. I was so excited. And and really when we started, just realizing when I started to, to look at the calories and mm-hmm. go, oh, darn it. You know, like this yeah. is, this is really high. And I know at that time you were kind of not paying as much attention to it, but at that time it was maybe yeah. like three or four weeks after I started, we had some friends over for dinner and you grilled a bunch of meat. So we had sausages and hamburgers and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And our friends had made a homemade mac and cheese they brought. Yeah. And then they brought ice cream cookie sandwiches for dessert. <laughs> and we had did, all this the, stuff. Didn't we do the boozy milkshakes for that one? No, 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 we didn't do. We did one. boozy milkshakes earlier. Um, But <laughs> that that day you had wanted to go out for hamburgers for lunch. And I had yeah. been like, oh, okay, we can go that. for hamburgers for lunch. And I'd, eat, I'd really tried to do good. And then when our friends had come that night, I had really struggled with yeah. dinner. And... Um, you know, after they'd left, I went out and got on the treadmill because I needed some more calorie burn, right? Yeah. And you were like, I don't understand. Why was that such a problem? There was all this great protein on the table. And I was like, do you realize how much this all was? And we we talked about it and you were like, Holy oh my gosh, yeah. I just consumed 3,500 calories in a meal. <laughs> you realized it. And and I think the big like thing- Like a champ. Like I was like- who, who, but you, was, you know, was it Jimmy Chestnut eating all the or the the, the guy who eats all the hot dogs? The big thing for you, and I think that this was a real turning point for you, was yeah. you worked out five days a week, but you never logged your food. No. You never cared about what you ate because you're no. like, hey, I've just I've just worked out every day. I'm gonna eat whatever I want, and, and then thus, on the and thus starts the line. You cannot outrun your fork, right? And then on the <laughs> weekends, you would just eat whatever you wanted because yeah. you worked out hard all week, right? Yeah. So then you never really lost. You just, yeah. you lost a certain amount, but it never went any further. No. And once you saw that I was losing, you were like, okay. Yeah. And and that one meal was a big turning point when yeah. I was like, what do you mean? That was I was like, I, 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 I can't ju- eat I, this way. I decided to jump the tracks, but also um, I had been doing for about a year. One of the things that helped me was I was doing some intermittent fasting or right. 
also known as like time restricted eating. So I was limiting my eating window to say noon to six o'clock. So it was an 18 hour fasting thing. That's where you're, you're consumed no calories whatsoever. Um, like that we're not talking about your, you know, I think you could do black coffee, but, but it's just water coffee. And then in that time period, and then anything that has calories starts your window. Mm-hmm. And so my window would open around noon. So right at lunchtime. And then I would eat, um, dinner and I, would, at six. and I would eat, I don't have a snack at three o'clock or something like that. And even within that window, I was eating too much. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's I know there's a lot of people who do, uh, intermittent fasting, who, you know, swear by it and it really improved my life. And, and it did, it helped me um, really limit the calorie intake and when mm-hmm. I was I was doing it. But even in that time period, I was still eating too much. The thing that we've also done is we prioritize protein. Um, this was something that, you know, we've realized over the, the course of the, the year after we began to lose a lot, um, that the macros begin to be really important. Mm-hmm. At, at the beginning, you're you're focusing heavily on calories, calories in, calories out, just a classic SECO calculation. You know, you're in a constant deficit, and over the course of a week or so, you'll lose a pound, pound mm-hmm. and a half, if you set yourself to that type of deficit, like 500. The classic is 500 calorie deficit every single day, mm-hmm. seven days is 360 cal- three, uh, 36, 3,500 calories, which is one pound of fat. Typically, it varies because there's always a lot of variation. I lost stuff, between but, one and two pounds a week, pretty yeah, consistently. For pretty much the, the whole pretty period. Pretty much the whole time, except, except the COVID month, and that was a weird. weird well, month. right, and then Christmas came. Then but Christmas I, came. I basically did, and and one thing I'll say is, uh, I wasn't hungry. Yeah. Um, and but, but, I. Yeah, but but so like, what, there was a point where the calories came so down because as we're losing weight, the mm-hmm. app is dynamically, you know, updating it, it adjusts, on what yeah. you what you need, and eventually. It started to get to the point where the macros mattered, the you know mm-hmm. protein, um, carbohydrates, and fats. And so we began to prioritize protein. So the right. protein was the centerpiece of the meal to ensure that we were eating enough protein to, to sustain our muscle mass. Right. And we would not be losing muscle along with the fat. And that was really a big, I think, a mm-hmm. big turning point that we did, I think, sometime in like September time frame is... Yeah, so the protein become became really important for us, and all of this is tracked in the Fitbit app. And mm-hmm. your macros between yeah, the macros protein, fat, an and thing. carbs um, was really important. And next week we're going to talk all about the Fitbit and the way that we used it, and the way that we were able to track calories, and the way that it works to you know dynamically update as you work out. That data yeah. is critical. Um, so if you've ever had problems counting calories and things before, it can help you make really good decisions. It can. And if you've ever had problems with that before, definitely come back for next week's episode because, uh, I, we've been doing it for, you know, 16 months and no, there's no issue at all for us in tracking. Sample size of two, success of two. Yep. But it's totally worked for us. Proof is in the pudding. So, so beyond the protein quality and and the macros that was towards the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that we did pretty much throughout the whole time was regular exercise and right. it was two different amounts of exercise for me because I like to exercise. It became crazy person. Yeah. Five days a week. I do about five days a week. I do anywhere between 40 to 60 minutes mm. in that time period. On top of that, I also get on average about 10,000 steps and some days, you know, it's more like 14, 15,000 steps. And that's like, you know, seven to eight miles some days I go crazy and I get 10 miles, like I get 20,000 steps. And these are days where 
I'm homeschooling and I'm with the kids and I'm doing right. things. We're taking them out for bike rides. Taking we're, them out for bike rides. We're going for scootering down to the local neighborhood park. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, that was kind of my exercise load. What was your exercise load for, you know, roughly? For the ladies. Um, so I, I tried to get in. Uh, three days a week. Yeah. Uh, when I walk and when I, I walk at lunchtime with my ladies that are at work um, and I try to walk quickly enough that I can get my heart rate up and get some zone. They're called zone minutes on the Fitbit. That's any time that your heart rate is elevated. So um, I try to get zone minutes every single day during yeah. my 7,000. I'll go on some what's, sort of a minor what's walk. What's your numbers? It's 20, 20 minutes for you is your goal every day? For zone minutes, I, I know that's an option you can set. Yeah, now. so I, I have a 20 minute a day yeah, yeah. goal um, for I, zone. I, I pretty much hit that every day, even on my rest days. Yeah, I, even just getting my 7,000 steps. And I again, just... you can get 20 zone minutes. Like I get 20 zone minutes going for a walk. That's a mile and a half long with the kids, with us, like we did right. today. Yeah, we'll just go for a walk to the park. I and can get 20 zone minutes from that. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's um, not like you have to be running or anything no, like that. No, I can no. get zone minutes doing uh, chores in the house. It's yeah. just it's just about how quickly you're moving. And so sometimes I... When you could pace inside your house, like walking from one end to the other back. Oh, yeah, totally. And just get continuously zone doing that, your heart rate will elevate over, I think, 103 or whatever is the trigger number for me. And that's what I'm starting to get into zone minutes. Exactly. And, and so like anytime that I'm... Like these type of zone minutes, these early, these are things where you could be having a conversation on a phone and the person on the phone does not know you are walking or exercising or oh, doing anything. I literally that's, did this yesterday. Yeah. I walked through the... Or Monday, I did this and uh, I had, a, I had a, yeah. a vendor phone call and I had to take it. And it was a 40-minute phone call talking about these issues with work. And I paced inside a conference room yeah, and I got of, a ton of zone minutes. And, and that's that's the great way to talk about the intentionality of like working yeah. out and doing these type of things and the, and the steps. You said, okay, I'm not going to sit at my desk and be you know, a stone, mm-hmm. I'm going to get up and pace in a conference room right? and I'm going to get all these steps and I'm going to get zone minutes and I'm also going to do my work. Right. right? Like, like a lot of times at, at, at the end of the night when we're recapping how homeschool's going or how things are going with the we're kids. We're talking about the kids and stuff. Right. We, will, we actually will pace between our living room and our kitchen yeah, we'll, and we'll just do we'll, circuits while we, do, we talk. We do the laps. <laughs> yeah, we, we will. We'll do laps while we'll talk, while, while we talk. Or we'll um, do it in the garage and pace in the garage back right. and forth. We, yeah. we love having our workout station in the garage because we can take the monitor with us. Yeah. You know, when the kids are sleeping, it's really easy for us. Having it out here, I think, is is hugely important um, because it's. It, I don't have to leave. I don't have to go yeah. anywhere. I don't have to change. I can just walk outside in my leggings and hop on the treadmill. Yeah. So for me, um, every day I want to get you know some zone minutes. So whenever I'm working on that seven thousand, I just walk a little faster. Yep. It's not crazy. I'm not running. Um, and it's, again, you're not winded. No, you, not like that. Maybe a little winded when you first start, but. That goes away really quick in the first, you know. Maybe oh month yeah, or so yeah, it go, kind yeah. Of goes away. It, it goes away quickly. But then, then I try to do my my goal is to do three days a week of of actually going out to do an exercise. Mm-hmm. And I do hate to work out, yeah. so I really like to go out to the treadmill and either walk a really fast clip at an incline for my zone minutes for my mm-hmm. workout, quote unquote, while I watch something trashy on TV, or um, I'll do two sessions of the elliptical, which is 20 minutes a piece while we watch TV. And the way we have it set up, we can actually both be on machines and watching TV at the same time. Yeah, we'll talk about our setup later. But um, but yeah, so for me, that's my goal is just, you know, if I can get in 30 minutes, three times a week. And oftentimes that that time is at like, you know, 10 o'clock at night after the kids have gone to bed, we've recorded our podcast. That's that's the hard part is, you know. is the going back to that idea of intentionality. It's really, really important to be intentional and getting out there and doing the work 
um, and, and prioritizing it. Like I know it's really, really hard at the end of the night and you're just really tired and be like, I got to get that workout in. I got to get that. 20 or I, I need that. I need those steps. I need those last thousand steps. Otherwise I don't hit my goal and I have a yeah. 390 day streak going and I don't want that to end. Yeah. Right? The steps is non-negotiable for it's me. Not, it's non-negotiable. And, and you know, having the, the working out, like you, I don't think I've missed a five day workout week in over a year, year and a half. And I, I totally have missed some. I, I didn't but, miss them as much steps, last year. More than anything is like non-negotiable. Yeah. And we don't do any borrowing. So like, oh, like I went on a 10 mile hike yesterday and I got 27,000 steps mm. as part of my daily total. True story. True story. And I'm not like, that's not a, there's not, that's not a, a, a lending program. Every day is important. And we did not skip a day. I don't think we ever no. skipped. I think we did one day. It was like one holiday day where we kind of skipped. But Christmas. even then that day we still went for walks and we oh, got yeah, all yeah. our steps even on we... holidays the steps are non-negotiable because i am operating on like you say like a 390 day streak and, and i can't do you can't, you can't do that like, i you, can't get rid of it listen you're cal ripkin of the uh, step goal you can't you can't i'm give so up that, into the steps streak. but you streak. know on on holidays and things i'm not worrying about the calories so much yeah <laughs> that was a lot of discussion on like kind of what we did let's do the stats um so uh 2020 i was 360 by the time I started this whole process, I was 315 um, and my latest weigh in. So that was 315 starting kind of in the uh, April time frame of last year. Mm -hmm. So I'm coming up on my one year um, kind of anniversary and I'm down 60 since then. So I'm like 257. I think that's where mm -hmm. I'm at now. And it has been a very steady, steady down downward push. I'm kind of hitting a plateau right now. So like the last month or so, I've kind of plateaued, but I've, I've cracked through it. And I finally... You're, and you're pretty close to your goal. I'm very close. I'm about 17 pounds from my... Where my starting goal, which I thought was impossible. I never could have imagined so, well, that I yeah, would I was, be... Yeah, where you are. But like my goal was 240. I said, oh, if I'm 240, I'm like, I'm like Travis Kelsey, you know, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, tight end, you know, I'm... That's the, that would be my size and my frame. And I'm starting to get to that point, but I'm like about 20 pounds away from that. And, but I'm starting to see it. Like I never thought it'd be there yeah. because I put on so much muscle mass. I was also putting on muscle mass. That was kind of the thing. Like, I think I've actually, I've gotten stronger mm -hmm. in that time period. So not only have I lost like, you know, body fat, but I've also added muscle mass, yeah. which has been a, a wonderful thing for me. And that's why I prioritize the protein. But for you, you have had one hell of a transition so yeah where were you at the beginning your 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 starting goal your your where you were at the start of your goal was where i'm trying to hit at the end of my goal about 240 yeah right? yeah so like where are you right now right yeah so um give the right, people the total right now i'm at 145 Jeez, um i've lost 88 pounds yeah. so i um I was wearing an 18 in pants when I started this. I wear an eight now, yeah. and it's not a tight eight. It's just a solid eight. Um, I was a, a 1X in tops, and now I'm wearing a small. I, I got some medium in some brands, I, there, but small. I, I'm sure there's some like strap rig that because I can do shoulder presses with with your weight right now. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna borrow you. I when, actually when we're was on able the road to in vacation. I was able to take that picture where you put both of your legs in one pant leg. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was actually shorts, but. I was able to stand within the shorts. Uh, I feel so great now. And mm -hmm. I never thought that I could lose this much weight. One of the things that... Oh, 
yeah, like that's that's been the yeah, like you feel better. Oh well, yeah, I feel amazing. Snoring's gone, apnea's gone. I you, sleep you don't great. Even think about it. And the only the only issue that I have is that um I I might have a bony butt now, and so <laughs> I do that's have. So to, true. I got one too, man. It's I know, I know. I'm like lacking padding, and I'm cold a lot I need, because I, I need, don't have the blubber to keep I, me warm. I'm out there on YouTube watching those like you know, the, the glute exercises that all the girls are doing. And I'm like, man, I got to get some, I got to get a bigger butt. I got to yeah, yeah, like, put some muscle mass on I, my I have to sleep with like a pillow between my knees because my I knees are kind of bony. Um, yeah. So that's, but one of the things that I just didn't realize about this, truthfully, it was easier than I thought it would be. I and never, I know we've talked about that you know, a lot. You and I have said this, the thing that we I are, wish we would have known we this most, a decade ago or we were two most decades angry ago. about is the fact that I'm not going to say it was easy because it's not easy. It's hard. It requires a lot of work. It requires a lot of dedication. But it is so shocking how easy it was. And I wish somebody would have just like, I wish I could go back in time and tell, you know, 27-year-old Matt, be like, hey, dude, here it is. Here's your one. I can put it on a five by six index Mm -hmm. card of exactly what you need to do every single day and just stick to it. And you're going to, you're going to. You're going to have no problems. Even if I didn't change my eating, if I just got 7,000 steps a day, you probably would I would be. have lost just from that. Yeah. You know, making some good eating changes definitely is but, important. But, but knowing how much you need versus how much it's one of the things that I, I, I've always known food was the thing because, you know, when I was doing the powerlifting and doing the strength training and you're reading the magazines and you're watching the guys do the lifting videos and you're reading the blogs they're always talking about the food and I was just, it was willful ignorance yeah. to ignore the thing. And I, and I've told you this at the beginning, you know, I told you this number of times that I've always known the food was probably the problem, mm-hmm. but I just didn't want it because I loved it so much right. and I just ignored it. And eventually I found out it was the food. And I, I would have to say, I, I wouldn't have had to lift a single weight, move a single weight, do any type of working out. I bet you I would have lost all this weight. If I would have just watched my food, it's, you know, it, it's funny too because you think about the food and we're I, gonna... I enjoy working out because that's just something I enjoy doing. Yeah, but I like bet that. you I could have done all of this, and I think you could have as well. Not touching an elliptical, not touching a single, you know. There is a minimum getting, level of daily activity, getting, though. Getting the steps, I think, is a good thing. But if you just use the Fitbit tracker for your steps and for your calorie counting and the analysis of what mm-hmm. you need on a daily basis. And if you just stay within that that range and you you don't cheat yourself and you actually count your calories, you know, within a certain percentage, and we'll talk a little bit about the tricks on how we did that. I don't think you have to lift a single weight. I don't think you have to do a single aerobics class. You don't have to do anything. And you will, unless you have some medical issue, you know, most people will hit their target. Yeah. On point. I have a I have a few friends at work who all have yeah. been watching this transformation and they're all they're all wanting to do it too, right? And yeah. so I've been kind of coaching some people through what I did, right? And everyone's bodies are different. Yeah. Yeah. Um and people respond differently to to exercise and food and things. So of it's course. it's not it's not a one size fit all fits no. all package, but it is pretty amazing making sure that you get a minimum level of exercise and then, you know, not being being mindful i'm going to call it being mindful of your food we're going to talk all about food next week but i the only thing i want to say about it here is we did not eat chicken breasts and salads all the time no. we did not um uh, ever starve ourselves nope. we did not eat things we don't like we didn't do any of that no nope. we were very uh i still eat alfredo sauce i love alfredo sauce one of my favorite things um 
I still eat that. I, I love cheese and I eat a lot of cheese. Right. It's it's not that I still don't eat the things that I did before. It's like I'll do something different with it. It's, you know, instead of pre-mixing the pasta with the sauce, I'll put the sauce on top. That way I know how much sauce it is. You know, just it's like the little things. But I don't want anyone to think like, well, yeah, but I, I love food and I can't eat dry chicken breasts with, you know, quinoa. I, I yeah. did not do that. That sounds awful. And I love to cook and no, I love to make things yeah. from scratch. I love to make buttermilk biscuits and stuff. I'm not, it's not we that, had that at last all. week. We had buttermilk biscuits. Yeah, we had and, biscuits and, and gravy. gravy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had biscuits and gravy and it scratch was within made. plan. Or yours is good. Yeah, it's great. But it's like, oh, I'm going to eat one biscuit, <laughs> not two and five. a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's things like that yeah, yeah. where, you, you know, um, now that we count and we do understand what it means yeah. and we do understand how hard it is to get those calories, we're making different choices. So, um, we're going to talk in depth about food because it is such a big part of this, but this is a good way to start it. And, you know, at this point, um, I'm, I'm hopeful. I never thought I would see single digit pant sizes. I don't, people said I would, you said I would after I, I was like would. halfway through the year. Well, when I saw the progress you were making and how you were staying to it and, how sustainable it was and all the words you were saying around the time I said, no, you're going to see it. I, I know you're yeah. going to see it. I mean, I lost 88 pounds in like 13 and a half months. Yep. So it's, you know, it, it, it wasn't a really long time period. No. And certainly. That, and that's, I think the biggest thing that I, I never I, could have thought I would have been here when I started this yep. with the, with the goal of, of not having sleep apnea anymore. Oh, I know. I never thought that I could reach this point. It's amazing what you can. It gets accomplish. kind of addictive. Yeah, and in twelve months. Now that my stomach is smaller, I don't. I'm not eating that volume anyways because yeah. I get full. You you've gone from where you've never thought you would want to be, or or the where you felt bad about yourself and mm-hmm. you were worried about where you were going, to where you never thought you could be. Yeah, and thought it could be here. didn't realize it was it was easy, easy to get there as it was, and how sustainable it is. And it's that's one of the things that I think that we would like to just push across is that we know you're all out there homeschooling. We know you, let's bring it back to homeschooling. It's like we know you're all out there homeschooling. You're trying to get fit. And you're trying to, you know, you look your best. Your kids are go. You're gonna. You're looking at your kids and you're going. I want to be here 35 years from now. And one of the things that really worries me the most is I I don't want our kids to have this problem. I want our kids to be healthy when they're adults. And I don't want them to have to go on a big health journey like we did. And we've talked a lot to our kids because, you know, our daughter is talking about it. Right. Our older daughter will say, well, is that too much calories for your mom? Or is that okay? And, you know, am I, am I skinny or am I, you know, she's, she's, she's starting to get language and we have to be super careful. So if this Mm -hmm. is something that you're doing, just know that, you know, we're with our kids so much that they're picking up, they're watching us put in our calories. They're watching us talk about, you know, making different choices. Yeah, hey, let's, let's have the corn tortillas instead of the yeah, flour let's tortillas. Let's go for a walk, mom. You get some more steps, you know. <laughs> right. Or our daughter's very aware. Yeah. We've really had to be very, very careful, though, with her about yeah. this isn't about being thin. This is about mommy and daddy. We're not being, being healthy. healthy. Yeah. And, and now we're trying to be healthy and you are totally healthy. Yeah. You know, this isn't, and, and so she does understand, but there was a time period there that it was really difficult and she was getting some, some incorrect she, she, signals from yeah, us. And to, so we had to watch our language and, and do be careful about yeah. that. This is a little bit of a long podcast, but it was important for us to discuss, I think right. all these various things and always bringing it back to homeschool, you know, talking about being fit, talking about being healthier, talking about being, um, 
you know, it allows us to be more present with our kids, especially mm-hmm. if we're trying to get outside. We're trying to be active. I sleep to, so much better. We sleep and you better. Do, and you do too. You sleep amazingly yeah, well Yeah, one now. thing that I forgot to mention is that I'm, you know, I, I don't have any vices, but I do enjoy myself some diet soda. Um, the big One of the big things that I kicked this last year was not only did I go on this journey, but I kicked the caffeine. Um, so I went caffeine free on all my sodas and now I'm trying to kick the caffeine free soda, which is proving to be like... I think Ozzy Osbourne said, he goes, I I kicked all the drugs, but smoking was the hardest. (laughs) And I think for me, it's going to be kicking the the soda is going to be the hard one. But um, I went caffeine free and I found my sleep great, you know, drastically improved. And Mm -hmm. from a homeschool perspective, being more rested, being healthier, being more active, being more physical, um, eating better, running at peak performance, working out, having more stamina. I just feel like my day to day is a lot more enjoyable than it mm-hmm. was even a year ago. You know, I'm not tired. Yeah. I want to go outside with my kids. I want to throw the ball. I want to go walking with them. I want to ride bikes. Mm-hmm. I want to take them to the park. I feel like my brain is more active in the evenings. You know, yeah. when we plan homeschool and I, I'm more awake. I, yeah. I used to get tired a lot through yeah. the day. I don't, I, I don't I, feel that way. I, I do. Feel I feel rested and ready to really tackle it. I think that we are giving our kids. A uh, much better version of ourselves yes. mentally, yeah, and so not like, just physically. You know, to kind of wrap it back into the self care is if you can make yourself a better performing parent. You know, whether it's more more restful, more healthy, more present, more athletic, more having more stamina, I think your children are going to have a better experience. And if this is something that's there's been, a benefit there, you definitely. feel that you has been plaguing you, and you're ready to to take that jump. I'll let you know that it it wasn't we didn't have to wait a year to see a lot of the benefits. It oh, was yeah. really within those first few or three three or four months and that it became unbelievably addictive. So this episode is coming out on the you know, the Monday that it's coming out is kind of like my one year anniversary. So if there's anybody out there listening, and I know for Ariel it would be like, you know, this is like 14, 15 months, 16 mm-hmm. months for you. I wanna let you know it's twenty twenty three. By by spring of twenty twenty four you can be a completely different person and it doesn't take a lot of work. It's yeah. not surprising. It just requires you to have the consistency and to be continuous on on your efforts. It's, it's that it's that daily commitment. Daily and I commitment. think that the, the support that we've given each other yeah. has been hugely helpful. It has been. Um, when one of us is, you know, not keeping to not the plan or something, yeah. you know, it, it is hard, but I'm also thinking Doing about, it to, together is the yeah, best thing because I'm all, always thinking about what, what, you know, how has your day been? Well, then you ask, well, how's your day been? I said, Oh, it was a rough, you know, lunch with the girls. Cause I was munching on things. She goes, okay, let's do salads with chicken on the top today. And, and, do something else like do let's do something lighter for dinner yeah let, let's let's think about that and be intentional yeah. about and all so of our was, meals to support each other it's so wonderful to have the support and i don't think i could have done it without you i, I think I, I could have done a lot of it but i don't think i'd be where i am like you know the the hundred percent change yeah, that i've been neither. on i don't think i could be here without the support and that i think that was the big driver and it doesn't have to necessarily be a spouse but having support and accountability on a the daily spouse basis is great though the spouse is great it's it's, it's the closest person yeah. to you and i i think that uh, I just wish that I had known earlier how much getting that bit more of daily activity and mm-hmm. being just more aware of what I was eating, what how, those those things. I just I thought, you know, I'd have to crash. I'd have yeah. to do some something drastic. This was none of this was drastic. Slow and this slow was and all steady. very very gentle. Yep. yep, and um, doable. It is totally sustainable. 
uh, we we had a we had a big Christmas and in January we were sick a bunch and yeah. we had people visiting and there was plenty of days I was not working out. I always got my seven thousand steps because yeah. I'm on a streak, but plenty of days I did not work out. Uh, I've I've had inconsistent workouts because I keep getting sick, um, yeah. and I, I've had higher calorie days and I have not gained weight yeah. because this is this is a sustainable. I feel like we've made a sustainable lifestyle change. Yeah, in that we are very intentional about movement now. And we're intentional about protein and things. And I think that that has really made a difference. I I don't think that you should give up if you've tried, you know. We've tried them all too. If you've tried all the diets and everything, you know, don't give up on it and really concentrate on that movement because I think you'll be very surprised what the movement and, and being intentional with that and being intentional with your food will do for you. So next yeah. week, we're going to talk all about the food. We'll geek out on the food. Yep. And we'll, and we'll go into that because that is a huge part. And as you said, I think more important than even the exercise is the food. Yeah. Um, you can't outrun so your fork. You, you really can't. So we'll talk all about that next week because we still do love to cook and yep. and we're not eating weird diet food. We promise. So so let's end it quickly. Um, what we're consuming, since this is self, this is the self care month. Ariel, tell the people about the the book series, the fairies. Yeah, well, we figured like we should talk about what we're consuming because the the this is this is our month. Sure. sure. Um, so I'm consuming the series uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss, which is a fantasy series. Was it just optioned into a TV show? It or? was just optioned. In, yeah, you told me that it was going to be made into a TV show. I think so, yeah. And I was like, ooh, I'm I'm there for that. So I started reading it. I'm on like the fourth book now. Um, <laughs> so it's it's an adult book. It's just not for children. Not for children. And, nope, not for children. Um, the first The first book is loosely based on the on like a Beauty and the Beast type fairy tale. I don't know what the other books, if they're loosely based on fairy tales, but I didn't put them together. It's very loose. Like I would not have even come up with that if somebody didn't tell me. But it's about a human and there's like half of uh, the British Isles is uh, is fairy. There's there's fae and they have all their own, their own courts and their own, you know, politics and there's magic and there's, Love. there's, there's, uh, there's adult time. Um, it's very much a girl book, uh, but I've really enjoyed it. I think it's it's definitely kept my attention through four books, and I think it's a New York Times bestseller. So if you're looking for a new series uh, for you you moms um, that's got a bit of romance, a bit of fantasy, a bit of action and adventure, then this is a really good series, and it will soon be made into a show. So that's A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. All right, let's go get some steps. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!